You're listening to Tech Talk Central. Within the scope of the eHealth Forum held in Athens between 3rd and 4th of December 2015, we asked a few prominent eHealth stakeholders on policies and strategies regarding interoperability frameworks, national health strategies, and the digital single market, amongst other things. Brian O'Connor, Chair for ECH Alliance, Dimitri Oliveri, Network and Information Security Expert at ENISA, and Catherine Kornacki, Secretary General at HL7 International Foundation, replied to a question how does compliance with the European interoperability framework help a national health system sustainability? Listen to what they had to say. As far as interoperability generally is concerned, of course that's really important. I have to say one of the many concerns I have about the term interoperability is that it means different things to different people. Mm-hmm. I was in a meeting in Washington quite recently where there were nine different standards body bodies in the same room. Uh, I often wonder why there are so many different standards bodies. Yeah. Uh, and that that's a serious point because what which of those standards are you supposed to follow if you are in a country, whether it's Ireland or Finland or anywhere else for that matter? So I think if there is a, a national interoperability framework which pulls all of that together and makes decisions on which of the standards we should follow, then that would be of enormous benefit mm-hmm. to everybody in the entire uh, market. But who should set the framework? Should it come from Europe? Who should? There's going to be some initial standards. Well, there are some initial standards. For example, I mean, there are lots of people who do great work, like uh, the HL7 people, the IHEEE people. The mm-hmm. but it goes on and on. And for a non-tech person like me, whilst I appreciate how important standards are, the reality is a majority of people, particularly me, couldn't care less what standards, for example, my smartphone is following. I just want to know that it works. I don't need to know why it works, how it works. What does it matter to me as long as it works? Mm-hmm. And and I think that the answer to your question then is that um, there is an attempt, uh, or there are attempts, I suppose, generally across the Atlantic and elsewhere to align standards. But in my opinion, those discussions have been going on for a very, very, very long time. And I'm hopeful that um, some basic standards like the new HL Fire standard, and I'm not an advocate of any of the particular standards, I have no interest in any of them, but I think that there are certain basic standards that are being followed already in Europe by most countries. Mm-hmm. The difficulty is that in many cases, large industry players, of course, have set their own particular standards. Yeah. So often what happens is governments become prisoners Uh, to use that term, of large um, uh, organizations, large companies. And clearly it is not in those large companies' interest to allow a customer to be free to buy whatever they may want to buy. Mm-hmm. And that's well, the world's always been like that, not just in healthcare, but generally speaking. So who should set it? Well, I think that's more of a political question, uh, and I'm not a politician, but It is clear to me that the European Commission must play an, a, a, a very strong role, and I know they're trying to, to at least get a set of basic standards which are interoperable across standards. So they sh- if there's got to be 9, 10 or 20 standards body, well, fine, seems unnecessary, but let's assume they're all there anyway, and they all want to survive. Um, 
at least their standards should meet an overriding um, set of criteria set out by the European Commission, at least as a beginning. Mm -hmm. And that would at least set the whole of Europe on the right track. Okay, so I'm uh, Dimitra Oliveri. I am working at the European Union Network and Information Security Agency, ENISA. Uh, ENISA is a European um, um, agency created in 2004. Uh, we are based in uh, Greece, uh, but we are working with, with the 28 member states across Europe. Um, it's the first time that uh, we are actually touching upon the topic of uh, e-health, uh, but we are looking uh, on this specific uh, on this specific area from uh, a different uh, perspective um, my unit my unit is dealing with uh, critical information infrastructure protection and uh, e-health as uh, it has been um, um, identified by 18 member states is uh, considered a very critical sector and the assets that comprise it need to be protected that means that the member states should take all the all the all the measures uh, they have to to protect it from the security perspective and also from the privacy perspective Based on the study that we conducted this year, uh, which uh, has the scope of uh, um, availability and continuity of uh, uh, services and of systems in case of a disruption, and this is basically uh, what we looked upon, uh, for uh, in order to achieve this interoperability is something very important. Um, Um, the, the, the initiative uh, uh, made by the European uh, Commission to create the Europea European Interoperability Framework um, uh, is very important because uh, in the EU of 28, the key word is harmonization. And in order to do so, there has to be one uh, 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 larger, let's say, framework that comes Uh, from uh, 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 the higher uh, the higher hierarchy. We are living in the era um, of uh, the lack of trustworthiness, the lack of trust. These are basic basic issues that we uh, experience in all the domains that we are working on on ICT. And uh, the most common replies uh, for these uh, for these issues. Uh, is um, certification and standardization. Creating this way a European, a European interoperability framework is moving towards the direction of uh, increasing trustworthiness of uh, the e-health systems and infrastructures. Mm -hmm. um, um, taking uh, a more specific approach for each member state, going this way to the national interoperability frameworks, uh, is like taking uh, the, 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 the specific uh, requirements that are set there in the, in the framework, in the European, European interoperability framework, and um, um, adopt them to the needs that exist in each country. Um, I believe that, uh, uh, and I am uh, I am talking from uh, from my experience from Anissa, that uh, such initiatives uh, have very good um, um, uh, results, and um, the, the the societal impact is uh, in the end very good. 
especially for e-health services where the basic, um, not the basic, I would say the most common issue is uh, data protection um, or uh, privacy of data. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the, the lack of trustworthiness is something that uh, would arise uh, either way. And uh, being prepared and being uh, uh, ready to, to uh, address it is something very important for all the member states. It is important to talk. Mm-hmm. In the standards world, we say that uh, standards measure our uh, our capacity to understand each other. Mm-hmm. It's, True. It's, it's, it's like the plug, you know. Mm-hmm. If the plug works, we are fine. Maybe sometimes we need an adapter. That's fine as well, as long as in the end we have power. We connect, right? But should it be European interoperability framework or should it be some other framework or HL7's framework, for example. So, um, who should, who uh, should implement it? One, one of the things that are important and are happening as we speak uh, is, uh, is that uh, we have adopted uh, several of the IHC um, profiles mm-hmm. that involve HL7. So mm-hmm. we moved from the setting of really adopting only formal standards like ISO or SEN to a place where standard setting, which are more, much more fast-paced and much more reactive to the industry and the needs, mm-hmm. because they are more flexible and, um, uh, and of course, international, to, uh, to, to have a role there and, and to be able to uh, deliver uh, more quickly what uh, we need. Um, but, but back to your question or whether the government should implement the interoperability framework, I think it's pretty generic at the moment, but it is a framework. It is a framework to carry discussions mm-hmm. and to share. Okay. So yes. maybe I can repeat that but, uh, because I, I, I kind of mixed the different things mm-hmm. in my discussion. But what I wanted to say is that it is very important to have a framework. This framework we sift because there are tensions that are happening, but it's a framework that allows communication and exchange of views and best practices. I don't think we can get it right the first time, but it is important to stay in the game and try to improve and adjust and and fit the needs um, uh, of the population. It is challenging. um, it requires a lot of communication and exchange. And I will give you an example, a very interesting example. I was in a panel uh, just a couple of days ago in Zagreb, and, and I asked um, uh, the people there uh, what they felt was most important, the data models, agreeing on the data models, on the content, or the interface. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of discussions there. And um, and then they asked me, what do you think is most important yourself? And uh, I said, I think it's very important that we have an interface. Mm-hmm. Because if we have an interface, we have committed to communication. And when you are committed to communication, then you will start working on the data model. Okay. And actually, there is a duality there between the interface and the data model, mm-hmm, because both of them need to evolve as we communicate and we try to make the communication more deep, more elaborate, more, uh, more meaningful. You're listening to Tech Talk Central.